Hi, this is George Thorgood. Hey, this is Pat Travers. Hey, this is Steve Lukather of Toto. Hey, this is Ryan. Hey, this is Chuck. We're in Black Top Mojo. You're listening to Guitar Talk with Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody. Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. You know what? This is a special edition episode. That's right. We're coming to you on a Friday. That's right. Friday, December 18th, with a very special guest, Kim Simmons from Savoy Brown. Now, you know these guys because, man, 45 albums Kim has put out. He's been around a really long time, a long, long, uh, prosperous career, if you will. Uh, somebody in the blues world that a lot of people, uh, love and pay attention to and, uh, enjoy the fact that they're still kicking it, you know, after so long. And, uh, I had a great little conversation with Kim. Uh, we talked about their new album, Ain't Done Yet. And so, uh, rather than me babbling on anymore, we'll just jump right into it. Make sure you sit down, strap yourself in. Get a beverage, whatever that beverage may be, just get it so that you're well prepared because it's about to happen. Here you go. Kim Simmons, Savoy Brown. Simmons. Hey, Kim. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Let yeah. me turn this phone up. Hold on. Okay. Well, that's why I haven't been able to hear people. The phone's been turned down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I really appreciate you, um, you know, coming on my uh, podcast. Oh, thank you very much for having me aboard. Yeah. I've uh, actually been, of course, like a lot of people, following your career for a very long time. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'd really like to do is I'd like to kind of talk about you as a player a little bit, um, as a guitar player in that. I'd like to know some history about, you know, what was some of your early influences and what kind of led you to, to pick up the guitar in the very first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you want to, are we starting now? You bet. <laughs> and are you taping it? Is that the plan? Or? I, I am. I'm recording. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, I, I grew up in the 1950s. Uh, I was born in 47, you know, so I was um, about six years old, you know, when rock and roll hit. And I had an older brother that uh, would play uh, all the records. He would buy them. And I, so I think the... Uh, Early guitar playing on the Bill Haley records, Elvis Presley records, uh, Scotty Moore and I, um, Franny Beecher, I think, with Bill Haley. Uh, you know, those are the first guitar sounds I heard, uh, must have gone in my brain somewhere. <laughs> and then, um, then, uh, the late fifties, you had the rock and roll, uh, TV shows in England, Oh Boy, and, uh, some other ones. So 59-ish, 60 or something like that. Uh, so I heard people like uh, Joe Brown and early rock and roll guitar players on the TV, you know, and I always was attracted to uh, to that sound. And 
I really, really liked it. And so, you know, one thing led to another, and uh, those are my early beginnings anyway, the, I would say the 1950s. Yeah, so so uh, did you know when you first started, you know, hearing that sound and seeing those players, did you know at that point that you wanted to play guitar or that you were going to, you know, uh, possibly do it, you know, for uh, something that you wanted to do as a career or was it just something that was really interesting? Well, when I look back now, um, I think that, I know when I was, I, I remember now when I was maybe uh, nine years old or something like that, that I got all the local kids together in my dad's garage <laughs> to, to, to practice an Elvis Presley song. We, we didn't have any instruments, you know. We were just kind of playing as kids, and I got them all together, and I organized them. We had, you know... Uh, cardboard boxes and blah 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 and uh, it's it's a distinct memory so I you know yeah. it, it, those kind of memories come back to you as you get older and wow uh, it must have been in the stars at least to me to organize a group and I think that uh, it you know why would I have done that and so obviously then I had encouragement by the time the 60s started because you know there, it was all happening with the, uh, the Beatles and people like that. Uh, before that, the Shadows were very, very popular uh, in England. And uh, there was a school band when I went to high school that did Shadow songs. So suddenly, I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, exposed to uh, to uh, rock bands. And uh, the uh, uh, the only difference being was, was I had cultivated a. Uh, an interest in the blues. So uh, my whole thing <clears throat> really was uh, you know, not necessarily to play uh, melodic things <laughs> like the shadows and all that kind of stuff, but to get into sort of the gritty blues thing. So, uh, so I think that the seed somehow or other was in me. And uh, then, you know, luckily, you know, right time, right place to be exposed to... Uh, you know, when the Beatles came out and Stones and all that, that was, you know, it was, uh, I was off and running. Yeah. So, um, did you, did you come from a musical family where your parents, did they play instruments or were you surrounded by other people in your family playing? No, I wasn't at all. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no musical. Yeah. You know, uh, no, I was, <clears throat> you know, of course I was born in Wales and it was a small mining, uh, village really back in those days and uh, all centered around the coal mine yeah. and uh, uh, so you know my grandparents worked in the coal mine and so forth uh, my dad never did uh, my mother had an artistic streak in her and I think that that's what uh, where I get it from she didn't do anything with that because you know back in those days uh, you know she was a, a housewife and that was it she took care of uh, the house and cooked and all that kind of thing you know yeah. and i don't think women worked that much really back then and uh so uh so but she did have artistic uh leanings i think i got those from there but no there was no musical background at all i mean i don't think i had a very i had a very poor ear for music very poor you know when i started playing guitar i couldn't differentiate notes or anything uh, it was uh, remarkable really and, and of course i also got uh uh, a deformity in my uh, in my arms were for having rickets when I was a child, and uh, mm. so my arms never set properly. I could never play a 
a barcode for my life. And uh, so there's quite a few obstacles that uh, that I had to overcome. Uh, but, you know, just that sort of will of the mind, you know, to, to uh, want to do something. And uh, I, you know, I played guitar, but... Uh, no, there was no, uh, there was nothing around me, uh, and and re and I just took it from a book. Yeah. You know, I just got, I just got a couple of those. But I think the first book I got was some old classical book. You know, that um, that say, okay, you've got to put your your left foot on a stool <laughs> and put the guitar on your leg and so it was great so I, I kind of had this guitar because I you know as soon as I did that it was like oh okay I'm, this is, I'm a real guitar player at least I can sort of sit on the chair with my foot on the stool and, <laughs> and strum a C chord <laughs> so, so what did you, what year did you get rid of the stool <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't think I ever did. I still, you know, that's the fundamentals. I still go back to that. I wish I had that too. <laughs> I'll be darned. So, so you t I'm, I'm guessing that you taught yourself how to play. Yeah, well, exactly. There's right. no one around me. There was no, there was no anything. There was yeah. no guidance whatsoever. So I just, um, and actually, no, you know, when I, when you, I'm on YouTube all the time, you know, checking out stuff and everything. We all are, I guess, you know, especially if you're into music and, yeah. and so forth. It's wonderful. And, uh, and a million other things, you know, every bit of music at your disposal with a, with all the, um, streaming services. But of course, back, you know, so I have been thinking about that. There was nothing. Yeah. And it's like remarkable how, how we all learned. And, uh, obviously from records. Uh, I would see some people play, but of course that was, you didn't learn a lot from that. I'd see people on t the beat groups on TV in the early 60s, and you'd sort of try to see what was going on, but there was, it was really a question of, uh, like I said with me, getting a couple of books, and, uh, you know, just starting like everybody does from the chords up in that, you know, C, F, and G, and so, like I said, I couldn't do the bar chord on F, yeah. it took me months to realize I had a problem with my arms, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, it was, it was, um, it was like a giant puzzle to me, you know, it was this incredible giant puzzle that, and it stayed with me all my life, by the way, because I just did a little bit each day. I never did a ton of stuff. I did a little bit each day, which has been my philosophy ever since. All you need to do is do a little bit of something every day. Yeah. And you'll get there. It's, it's like everything else. It's like losing weight. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, you just lose a few ounces a day. Before you know it, in three months' time, you've lost a few pounds. And I think with guitar playing, it was the same thing. I simply did a little bit each day, and I was completely lost. I had no idea. I mean, I couldn't even hear the difference in the notes when I started. But, okay, the book said do this, so I would do that, and then I would do this. And so, you know, back in those days, I think you learn from books, you know, and uh, then I'd listen to the music, uh, and before I knew it, like I said, this puzzle was like a ginormous puzzle. You put a one piece in one day, another piece in, and in remarkably fast time, I could play guitar. Yeah. I, that's really good advice, you know, to uh, to young players and even even players that you know have been around for a while. Because I, I you know I talk to so many people and there's a lot of guys that you know like like let's say right now with the way things are with the pandemic and stuff. There's a lot of there's some guys that are just kind of sitting on their hands, not you know, 
not really doing anything, but uh, the fact that you said, you know, to do a little bit, you know, every single day and keep making that forward progress is really good advice, you know? Well, well thank you. It's, it's, as I say, it's, it's, it's been my philosophy, and, uh, it, and of course, that's very hard, yeah. no matter what you choose to do, to do a little bit every day. Uh, but but um, I think it's... <clears throat> I think it's very, very good. I, I've done it with everything I've ever done. You know, I, I just make if I, if I have want to do something, yeah. as I say, I just I, that's how I've approached everything since. Or maybe it was there in me to do that. You know, yeah. maybe that's just my DNA, and uh, it just uh, it fitted with uh, with uh, playing an instrument. I did have piano lessons. I remember that when I was younger, and I never quite liked that. It was too restrictive. You know. Yeah. And I think the beauty of it in my generation, that, you know, starting to play guitar there, you know, suddenly I did have a book and I, I learned to read music, but that wasn't necessary. You know, it was, uh, you, you could just, you could make it up. And of course, by the time the punks came along in the late 70s, it was really made up. <laughs> so, uh, so what was it about? What was it about the blues? I mean, I get the early rock bands all kind of had that that influence, and especially when you get around the time of the Stones and you know right. and Cream and you know and, and people like that. But what was the uh, what was the attraction to you? Was it when it comes to the blues? Was it the emotional aspect of it? Was it the simplicity of it? What was it about the blues that drew, you know just kind of drew you in? Yeah, I think it was the emotion. It was the exactly those things it was yeah. emotional it was simple it was it, it wasn't pretty pop music you know which I was very anti at the time and uh, I mean I just the mainstream pretty much like the mainstream period is didn't do a lot for me and uh, and so uh, I was uh, and especially I suppose growing up with the rock and roll and that that was really blues yeah. You know, it was three chords and Gene Vincent, yeah. Buddy Holly, they were just blues songs, really, but they were added, you know, with that sort of hybrid influence from wherever their upbringing was. Like like I did and my, my guys did, you know, in England, uh, we just added our own uh, influence into it. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, but I think looking back now, I, I definitely, I, well, in fact, not even, I, I definitely know that it was honesty was the main thing simplicity no bullshit uh, no smoke and mirrors and in fact I distinctly remember seeing the Beatles on their first appearance on TV was on a children's show and uh, they came on it must have been Love Me Do and uh, it was like oh you know I mean I was, I was really deeply into the blues but then it was like oh these, are, these guys are great they got a single drum kit they play harmonica, they strum it on the guitar. It was a bluesy song, of course. Yeah. And it was like, there's no bullshit here. Because even back then, there were people, you know, that were, you know, had the, the big super drum kit and, you know, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And uh, so it, it was just, it's just a band. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is, you know, it was a similar thing to what I was looking for in the blues. And I think that was one of their, you know, reasons that they were so huge is that they were... You know, they were just um, honest and uh, straightforward music, and which is uh, which is what blues is. And I think that's where I've always 
you know, strive for as a person. I haven't been too successful at that, but, you know, you try to be as honest as possible. I recognize it in other people more than I, the more than myself. And it's very impressive when you meet an honest person. And, uh, of course, I think that essentially was the thing with blues. It was largely honest, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's just, it's like stripped. It's really raw. It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. really from the heart or the soul, or, you know, and you can, you get, you get a feeling of somebody's, life you know like where they've been and things they've been through and stuff like that to some degree through the blues because it's all expressed i i, I really do think so and yeah. and uh and then and of course the style um changes according to geography you know i mean the blues yeah. guys that were in louisiana had a slightly different style than texas california chicago right. uh you know carolina so that and that's the beauty with the blues. And I think that's what happened with us English guys. You know, it was geography, and we came up with a different slant on it. Yeah, yeah. So did you, did you, I know you you didn't, but I'm going to ask anyway. You, you couldn't have imagined then that that now in 2020, you know, you would be sitting on what? Almost 50 albums. Well, I know. I, I don't think I ever felt, you know, I always thought it was going to end you know i mean yeah. i know that in i mean i've been like that right i don't know whether that's my dna but i remember saying to chris Hugo, the singer at the time that it was 68 you know the blues boom had been in england and everybody was playing blues and uh it you know it was a bandwagon that was sinking and i, I said to chris we've got two years left <laughs> <laughs> and so and i don't think it was until i was in my 50s uh, certain, yeah, I would think not even 40s. I would think 50 before I realized, oh, you know, I'm probably going to be doing this all my life and uh, till I die. So uh, I don't think I ever, uh, no, I, I never thought. And now it's astonishing to me when I look back that uh, it, you, you see, you know, it's all behind you now. And it's, uh, you, you go, wow, <laughs> that's, you know, that's quite a, quite a legacy to, to leave. Oh yeah, it's it's an amazing accomplishment. It really is. I mean, if you really stop and you just think about what you've just said, the fact that you didn't come from a musical family, you know, you just had some inspiration or some influences from some people on TV. You taught yourself how to play, you know. Uh, you, you were organizing bands with boxes before you had <laughs> instruments in the garage. And now here you are in 2020... And like I said, you've put out almost 50 albums. You've had a, a, an impeccable career. Yeah. Well, I, I wish it was impeccable. <laughs> you know, you always, you know, <laughs> it's been pretty, uh, you know, uh, there's lots of things I would have wanted to do different. And sure. uh, you think, oh, I made mistakes here and there and with your career. But uh, the... Um, but, but, you know, here I am. I think I'm on top of my game. I'm making good records. And yeah. and so uh, even though I think myself, it's been, uh, well, that's the beauty of it, I think, is that, you know, with life is that it is spotty. It is, it, it's not nice. You know, it is lots of loose ends. It is messy. Right. You know, but if you stick with it, all of a sudden, like right where I'm at right now, wow, 
it all makes sense. It all comes together. And people that like you say nice things and other people, and say, like, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, all of a sudden it, it, it clears, you know. And uh, so it's, it's been kind of, uh, it's been very, very, very nice to hear what you just said, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you've achieved what almost every guitar player wants, which is to just spend his life playing music, playing guitar, and, you know, and, and everybody says, well, if I could do it for a living, you know, if I could play and if I could tour and I could do things like that, it doesn't really matter how much money I make. If I could just do what I love, you know, what what a great life that would be. You know? Yes, well, that's that's very, very true, and yeah. I, I think we're all like that, you know. Uh, we all, uh, you know, look at professions that we don't have or other things, you know, and, and uh you know, envy envy people uh, that uh, have uh, you know made a go of of something so uh, so much fun, mm-hmm. and um, it, it it's it, it's easy as a professional, and you've done it all your life to forget that, and it's it's really it is amazing <laughs> to me yeah. that I can sp- spend all day playing guitar, and uh, which I, I I do a lot. Of and uh, because it's it, it's like um, you know when you're starting off and you're a beginner or or, one, or even not that even if it's a side thing, issue with you you know and you're doing a day job you go to that guitar and it's an escape it makes you feel good mm-hmm. and uh, I do it all the time you know I go into my studio and I play and even if I'm not feeling well I go in and play the guitar and it's an amazing. Um, escape retreat it's something of course I do it well and uh, so that's always nice uh, and it's somewhere where I can go and mm-hmm. I can feel immediately better no matter what the situation is and I think not just for me but I think that's even for a raw beginner at 13 years old will feel immediately better you know when he picks up that instrument you know if he has an affinity for it yeah, yeah. So, so do you find yourself now today as a guitar player uh, stretching yourself, or are you in this mode of okay, this is this is who I am and this is what's comfortable to me, and I'm just going to polish that, or do you take risk? Oh, I've never known who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just winging it, you know. There you go. And, and so. Um, I'm constantly uh, reevaluating and trying different things, and you know I'm constantly going back, maybe listening to the first records I've made. No, I say constantly, but you know, I go back, listen to the first records I made. Who was that person? What sound was he trying to get? You know, what was he doing? And you know, I do try to keep, try to somehow keep, um, you know. Uh, <clears throat> in touch with that person oh, it's very very difficult mm-hmm. he's lost in time somewhere but uh, you do still go back and, uh, and then I listen to the modern players and uh, uh, you know hear what uh, what the style is now and how people are approaching things and, and, and you try to take a little bit in and you try to stay contemporary yeah. uh, and uh, you know you, you try to uh, it's um, I, you said you know do you just polish what you've always had well that's really really difficult as a guitar player yeah. because it goes <laughs> you know yeah. from week to week according to your emotions how you feel one minute you know, before you know it as you know a lot of guitar players get lost 
I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. You've lost, you've lost your sound, you've lost everything because you've gone down some weird road, you yeah. know. And uh, <laughs> so, so just polishing what you've got, I don't think works because what you've got is going to change at any given moment. Yeah. <laughs> So, so when you, so when you're playing live, uh, now, do you try to take what you have done, like on your albums? Do you try to to recreate that, or do you just keep the structure of it, and then in that moment just be you? That's exactly it. You, yeah. you you can't you can't even with a guitar sound. You know you can't get a guitar sound in your front room, which is beautiful, and expect that to translate on stage. Mm-hmm. You know you you you, you know I, I've seen guys like other guys in the band like that who are great guitar players. You know that were the in Savoy Brown, but I remember one guy was who who became quite uh, known. Uh, but the, one of his first gigs was Savoy Brown, great guitar player, but mm-hmm. he melted. In the first gigs, because he realized that, you know, no matter what you know in that front room, you've got to reinvent yourself on that stage, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, you know, you, and when you've recorded a song on an album, that's a record. Now you've got to do a, a performance version. Now you've got to do a, a live version. Now you've got to do a concert version. Mm-hmm. And what I've always done is take that song and make a concert version out of it. So all of a sudden, you know, the solo might go on in a completely different path, or, you know, you break it, you know, obviously you might break it down and have the the crowd clapping, you know, that's a concert version. So all of a sudden, the arrangement has to be completely different. It has, there's a studio arrangement and there's a concert arrangement. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes I know with some of the big Savoy Brown songs, we recorded at the wrong tempo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you look, I listen back to some uh, live shows and we are a frantic pace, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, so, you know, cause you're getting the point, you've got to get the point across. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, yeah, that's it. You, there's, there's studio. And there's the concept yeah. arrangements. You know, I've never, you know, because I'm a player. You know, I've, I've, I've only put out nine albums. I'm not even close to you, but I'm going to try to put out twenty this year to try to catch up. Oh out. my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've always, when it comes time to to play live, in that I can't ever remember. You know, I, I try to always just whatever I feel at that moment. What, you know, whatever's going on in the audience or going on on stage. You know, you just try to to make the best of that. Like you said, I like the way you you put that. You got a studio, you know, performance and a concert performance. I kind of like that. That's yeah. that's it. You know, yeah. and and I think the crowd. You can't. You can hide who you are yeah. on an instrument for a long, long time. It's going to come out in the end. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, it's no point in hiding. You might as well just lay it out there who you are. And you hope people like it, and you hope people appreciate it. But you, 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 um, I think one of the reasons that I'm still around playing, and of course that's it's the huge legacy I'm lucky to have and so forth, but one of the things is that, um, you know, I just get up there, I'm not hiding, I'm not trying to be anything. In fact, if I try to be cool on stage, I hope I am, you know, naturally, <laughs> but if I try to be, I start to get uncomfortable, you know, yeah. you've got to be yourself, you know. Yeah. We all want to be, you know, to be Hendrix, but, you know, it's, yeah. um, it, it, and some people will, um, 
we'll go with the whole hog. Uh, but like I say, that's difficult to keep up for all your life. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think what I've done is just, you know, for better or worse, I'm who I am. And, and I know the worse. And the older you get, <laughs> you're <laughs> able to see the better and the worse of yourself. But what the heck, you keep going. <laughs> yeah. have, you ever, uh, have you ever considered or thought of or wanted to maybe venture outside of the blues and do something a little bit different? Or... Well, I have tried different things over the years. You know, I've had managers, you know, when there was the beginning of the 80s, when you had that whole uh, rock, new rock thing came through with Eddie Van Halen and all the bands that followed. Uh, I did try, I had managers that said, you know, let's try this, try that. And so I did try to uh, rock it out more and uh, and so forth. It, It was a very difficult period for me. Yeah. Uh, I think when when I got into my forties in the nineteen nineties, the uh, it uh, I, I got back to where I should be. But of course, you always got people around you that say, you know, telling you what direction you should go. And and uh, I've tried those avenues. Uh, and uh, again, you've got to be honest to yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, you know, I'm, I'm a blues player. And, uh, yeah, I rock it out for sure. Mm. Uh, but, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's who I am. I've tried different things. Hasn't, you know, I think that, uh, you know, luckily I've never gone too far off the track. Yeah. So the, the, the blues, you know, seems to have, I mean, even though the roots have always been the same, you know, and everybody, you know, um, refers to the foundational aspects of, you know, all the great players like Muddy and, you know, and Lightning Hopkins and, you know, all those guys, John Lee Hooker and all that kind of stuff. But over the years, you know, I'm out, I live in Chicago area, so I've been around the Chicago Blues. Oh, wow, yeah. My, yeah. You know, my whole life. And uh, there seems to be, uh, I don't know, to me, there seems to be like a, a change you know, in, uh, I don't know, the feel and the wave and the move and that of, of blues and that. Do you see that as you travel around and go place to place? I mean, do you see people that are just as enthused about it today as they were back in the 60s? Or is it completely different now? Or uh, Well, that's, that's the thing. Nothing's different. It's exactly yeah. the same. I think when you're a young player, and I know there are some out there, you know, that uh, are very... Uh, you know, traditional and, and purist, you know, and blues has got to be this way. Yeah. Uh, I understand that. Hey, I was that guy. And um, it, uh, so I think when, the, when, when you're a young kid and you find the blues, uh, it, it, it's, it's like a sort of a religion. It it's talks to you. It's, it's honest, like I say. And, and it's like, wow, this is so different from, you know, 90% of the music around. <laughs> and, uh, so, well, not, maybe not 90, but you get the point. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, there is, um, I see lots of people. I, I see people who are exactly like I was when I was 17. Uh, I see people uh, like me, you know. Uh, yeah. I, see, I see a whole variety of people. I see I see a lot of the younger uh, ladies playing the guitar. I've had a couple come up and jam with me. They're fantastic. And uh, so that's, there is... Uh, I think they're probably, I never get to talk to, to the, uh, the younger school that much, 
but they're probably were like me. They probably know all about it, like I yeah. did. And uh, so, because the age gap is very difficult when you're in your seventies and you've got somebody who's twenty-eight or something, you know, <laughs> they, it, uh, they probably look at me as, oh God, this guy's had it. And yeah. uh, I look at them and think, what do they know? But of course, we all we all know it. We, you know, we all we all uh, studied it. And uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's much difference. I think there's a whole group of people coming along that know all about uh you know about the blues and uh and and we're all as i say different levels of it some of us and that's the beauty there's no one way to play the blues you know yeah. you could play it country you could play it chicago you could play it village you can play british blues you can play texas blues i mean come on there's a million ways to do it so i don't think my advice is don't you know put yourself in a box which i did when i was a kid you know yeah. and uh, i think i had to back then and maybe a young guy has to nowadays i think to get ahead in the world you have to have blinkers on you know you can't be you know picking up the guitar and, and playing a beatles song one day and then playing muddy waters the next so i mean you, you've got to sort of say to yourself this is the music i want to play nothing is as good as this and you know you've got to ha you've got to have that real uh determination direction which i had and i know some of the kids out there have Later on, you know, it didn't take me too long uh, to realize that, hey, <laughs> I grew up in the 50s in rock and roll. Uh, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, letting all the influences in. Right, right. So, so uh, the new album, well, you actually had, you had two albums that come out this year, correct? You had the live album? Talk, uh, taking the blues back home. That's a list of no, yeah, that's an old. That, those are old tapes that a, a record company has in Europe, and they put it out to capitalize okay. on their new success with a new album. I got it. I got because okay. I, I knew about the the one uh, ain't done yet, right? But, but then I saw that there was also this other live one, so I figured, okay. So um, the new one, I really like the new one, and one of the things that I like about your music. And you as a guitar player, because I, I love blues, you know, uh, that's where I cut my teeth as well. But one of the things I like is that you're not, you're just not a straight uh, traditional guy. And there's, there's some really cool guitar influential stuff in there. In other words, you know, you'll use a tremolo uh, pedal or you'll play a V or, you know what I mean? You'll have some different sounds and different tones and. You know, you, it's not the yeah. same throughout, you know, throughout the entire uh, album. And a lot of guys keep it the same, and you don't, and I really like that. And I hear that on this album, too. Yeah, I'm trying to make uh, an album that is interesting, you know, has variety. Uh, it's the only way I, I can really do it. I admire people that start, first track, go to 12 tracks the same. It's like, wow, because uh, there's a lot of successful records like that. Uh, I'm just not built that way. Uh, you know, if I visited your house, I'd sit in one seat the first hour and I'd change to sit in another seat. I mean, I'm just the kind of, the kind of guy here. And, uh, so, you know, with the albums I make, I like some variety in them. I think it's good for the audience. And, uh, but of course, um, when I'm at home, I, pl I play very traditional blues guitar all the time. I mean, that's my love. Yeah. And, uh, so the, uh, so it, it, that never leaves you. I constantly play, uh, you know, lower Folsom music. I constantly, 
you know, I, you know, I can probably do a perfect imitation. I have done a perfect imitation of uh, uh, Hubert Sumlin when I was jamming with him. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I brought a smile to his face. So it's, um, you know, I, I constantly play, uh, you know, the old blues I grew up with and uh, the 40s and the 50s. So, uh, and it's, it's great joy to me to do that when I'm, you know, but there, but with Savoy Brown, you know, I've got to, I'm playing more progressive. I'm trying to, uh, you know, this is my role now. Yeah. And if I was playing, uh, what I was playing in 1966, well, you know, I've, there's no growth for me. I don't not want to play blues. The challenge for me is to play blues in a progressive way and keep it as blues. This is not hard rock. This is not, you know, pop. This is not anything. This is, it is still blues, but I'm progressing with it. That's very difficult to do. I hear a lot of blues guys that try to progress and suddenly go somewhere else. And I'd like to think at least that if you hear the new album, that it's, uh, yes, it's progressive, but it's still, I'm hoping it's still blues. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely is. You know, there, there's no, there's no doubt about it. You can't listen to it and and think, "Wow, this is a really great rock album." Because oh, that's nice to hear. Thank yeah. you. No, no, you you hit you hit the the target. That's for sure. <laughs> now the title ain't done yet. I mean, does that does that um, refer to something? Is that like a statement of I'm still here, I'm not going away? That's oh, exactly that, you yeah. know, and it's somewhat autobiographical, you know, the lyrics, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not done yet. I've, uh, uh, you know, survived all these years in the business, uh, and uh, all the personal things in life that you go through, and uh, it, uh, it's a wonder to, to me, probably to a lot of other people, wow, he's still doing it. And yeah. uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it's... A terrific feeling, and uh, it's uh, so. Yeah, eight done. Yeah, is is my it my, is my personal statement. Yeah, well, it's a great album. You know, my favorite song off of it is "Feel Like a Gypsy." That was my favorite. That's my friend's favorite. <laughs> and uh, everybody plays other songs. I'm thinking, well, that's a, what's wrong with that one? <laughs> no, I, I like I like that song a lot. You know. It's a great song. It's a great album, and um, boy, I, I'm I'm just really thankful that you took some time, uh, Kim, out of your day to to chat with me. Um, oh, it's nice to talk about this stuff because I hear myself talk, and and there are things that I say that that are important to me as well. You yeah. know, it's enjoyable to have for someone to want to talk to to me like yourself because it you know I'm I'm just letting it out so that. Maybe I can learn something of myself. Right. Well, you, you said you said a lot of really good stuff that that young players and players really need to hear and need to know. I mean, that's that's why I do the podcast is so that you know somebody like yourself can be you know uh, more of an influence to other players because you know there's guys that are just searching for you know searching for all kinds of stuff. You know, like oh you said, wow, anyway, so. it, it, it's there's so many. Yeah. pitfalls uh, you know play and that's what I'm saying I think when you're younger especially put those blinkers on I mean you've yeah. got to be you've got to kind of be uh, whatever's the words have escaped me now but uh, 
Well, who's your main, what's your audience? Do you have any idea of the, the uh, whatever the words are, you know, the age group, blah, blah, blah. Oh, for, for, for my podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the age group is 40 to 55, typically. Nice. Um, I, but I, I try to, uh, you know, I, I've just recently started interviewing a lot of younger bands, you know, uh, to try, you know, like Blacktop Mojo and South of Eden and some of them kind of younger rock uh, guitar players and stuff. But I, you know, I'm older myself, you know, and so I tend, I hate to say I tend to have people that I really like on my show. <laughs> It, I do, and so I end up having, you know, older guys, you know, like Steve Lukather and Larry Carlton and Robin Ford and, oh, wow. you know, all I the mean, guys um, that have influenced me because, you know. Terrific players, you know, we can't, you can't beat that. No, 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 but we, can't be like that. but I also have a lot of guitar builders and amp builders and guitar techs and instructors from Berkeley and. You know, just a well-rounded. I try to do a well-rounded show in that. Well, it, I'm telling you, it's it's yeah, it's it's all part of the mix, isn't it? You know, all those, all, everybody just everything you just said. Then you know, it's uh, it's uh, if I was a guitar player, it'd be a fantastic show to. I mean, if I was a starting guitar player or needed inspiration, yeah, that's the sh- that your show is where I'd be listening to. Yeah, well, for sure. I appreciate that. Well, we launched in July with uh, Mark Goldenberg. Oh, yeah. Okay. We launched in July with him, and um, we're up to almost 150,000 weekly listeners. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, wow. it's really good. You know, I, I did a radio show for a number of years after I stopped playing for a living, and uh, you know, I've always missed it. But I've always wanted to talk to people about guitar. You know, I love to talk <laughs> about careers and albums and stuff. That's good, but you know, I'd rather talk about the guitar part of it. <laughs> Well, it's it's you know it's, yeah I know it's it's I think it's deeper in me than yeah. than I realize you know I think probably with all of us you know it, yeah. it's uh, it's yeah. uh, it's a very very deep uh, attraction and like I say it, uh, it it's it definitely makes me feel better no matter what situation I mean I've had some very health bad health problems the last few years I'm a healthy now I'm doing great yeah. but uh, <laughs> getting through was difficult and uh but uh i think the first thing i did and this is between you and me i had throat cancer about four years ago so don't put this on the radio right okay. uh, and uh you know that was difficult and uh so uh and i overcame it but uh there was some hard nights there but the first thing i did when i came back from the hospital was pick up the guitar <laughs> you know, was like, oh, i want to make sure i can play <laughs> And I think we're all like that. You know, um, I, I had a, one of my best friends, school friends, that lived in New York City, passed away and did uh, cancer, and he wasn't so lucky. Uh, but uh, he was a soccer player, so he came out, and the first thing he did was hit the field and head in the ball, you know, just you, you fight, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and I think the guitar, uh, for me, is uh, is that thing I can go to, you know, and it helps me in, in the fight in life. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you're okay, you know, and that you... Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys, you know, that, uh, that again, this is all off the record, be- sure. just between you and me. Yeah. I had a heart attack about uh, two months ago, and oh, yeah. uh, thank God, yeah, exactly, oh. I, mean, I, I mean, here I am, and uh, all is well. Uh, luckily, you know, they, I, they, I, I caught it, and they 
did what was necessary. And uh, um, you know, but but it it's like you know some of my heroes have passed away the last few years simply from that heart attack that they didn't get any warning about. And uh, so I'm just one of those guys that seems to, you know, uh, get by. And uh, so, uh, so far, so good. But uh, as I say, I think that's good motivation, too, I think, in the latter part of my life here to have obstacles and health problems because uh, it concentrates me on the guitar. It's like, you know... Hey, you know, there's not so much time time left, and uh, you still, you know, you've still got this feeling for the instrument, and you you want, you know, it's you, you're always looking for motivation, right? I mean, you're yeah. always looking for. Mo- I'm always listening to other people. I'm, I want somebody to inspire me, and uh, and like I say, uh, the biggest inspiration was coming up against roadblocks in your own life, and that was like yikes. If you, if that's not going to give you inspiration, <laughs> nothing will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, to get by and to, and to create again, you know. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so, glad, <laughs> I'm so glad you're okay. Oh, my Lord. You know, I know I know those things, uh, you know, can, can really, uh, you know, alter a life sometimes. But it seems like oh, your yeah. passion for, for music and for playing is kind of, seems like it's seen you through all that. I think it has, you know, I I really do think it has. Uh, It's, you know, and I've just been uh, very lucky, but that's been the case. You know, you do have to have a little bit of luck in life, right? Yeah. And with a career or anything, really. So uh, um, it's it's like everything else, you know. Uh, That's the nice thing about getting through. We were talking, just to reiterate what we said earlier about, you know, you get through all the stuff you get through and... And you're able to, um, uh, you know, put something on record that is meaningful. And all of a sudden, you know, you're you're beyond it. All of a sudden, all the stuff you go through uh, is just part of life, you know. And uh, it, uh, you know, and with the career, I think, as I was saying, suddenly you're 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 at. It's like everything else. Suddenly you're at, you're on top of the hill. Top yeah. of the mountain, wherever you're trying to climb to, you know. Of course, there's another one <laughs> in front of you, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is kind of, I'll enjoy this view for a while. And then you start the climb again. But it's so, yeah. so much fun to uh, get on top of the, on a, on a small hill in your life. And I think that this album of mine has given me such a kick, you know. That last three yeah. albums have, I've been very, very happy with. And, uh, but I think this one is probably the best. Well, I, of course, I'm c- rabbiting on you. Stop me if you have to run. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah, you're good. Because uh, Ben Elliott, who, who I made the album with, passed away from cancer. So uh, that. Uh, but we both said uh, after we'd made the album. It was a few weeks after he, he went, but he was ill when we made it. But uh, he, um, we both said, hey, this is the best thing. We've done a lot of work together. This is the best thing we've done together. So it was really, uh, uh, that was uh, very meaningful. And yeah. I know why it's good, because, you know, Ben was really probably dying. And uh, he put everything into it. And so I think there's, there's something... Uh, you know, uh, on this new album, great supporter of mine, great guy, 
But I think there's something on this album that belongs to Bane. I think there's something there that's, you know, deeper than any of us know. And uh, so there, that's a personal side of it. I'm, you know, it's uh, going to be at the age now where uh, these things happen. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I just wish he was around to uh, to enjoy the fruits of the album. But uh I think he knew. It. I think he knew that this was our best. Wait, in fact, I knew. He, as I said, we both said, "Hey, this is the best thing we've done together." Yeah. So, but there you go. There's another sad little say. I better wait now before the blues gets us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Kim. I I have really enjoyed talking to you. It's been a privilege. Yeah. I appreciate it. How's yeah. Chicago these days? Chicago is uh, well. It's you know because of the times. It's it's different. It's a little bit of ghost town, a little bit you know, which is unusual. But uh, is it still that way there? Is it a little bit? Yeah, um, we've had new restrictions, so things have closed back down. But the a lot of the venues hadn't even they had. I should say some of them just reopened up. I uh, I did my first uh, uh, my first theater show this last week, just this last Saturday, and um, because of the restrictions, the, the theater you know holds seven hundred people, but they could only have fifty people at each show. Oh, you are kidding me! No, we did we did two shows to fifty people. You know, thank God, you know, when you're on stage, it's dark and you can't see in front of you. So, right. You know, right. so you don't realize, except for when it comes time for people to cheer. And then it's like, you know, okay. Oh, dear. Yeah. But at least, at least, that's interesting, though, that, that, that you were out there, you know. Yeah, I've, well, I've, I know I've managed to play, um, you know, three or four times a month in that oh really but most of oh, it so you are playing now then yeah most of it's been outside but the last two shows have been indoors uh one was over in indiana at the indiana beach resort and then the theater last uh last uh saturday uh but everything else is inside now i don't have anything you know for the next couple of months and i think it's because the restrictions changed and nobody wants to have you know live music for a while so Oh, okay. And you're still, you're, you're, I thought you said you put the guitar down, but you picked I, it back yeah, up. I did. It's complicated. I did. Uh, um, it, but in 2019, towards the, in October, uh, I, deci- Last year. I decided to record uh, my ninth uh, CD. And so I recruited uh, Walter Trout's backing band, uh, Johnny, oh, Gr- wow. Johnny Gr- Park and Michael Leisure. And they played, uh, they played drum and bass on the on the uh, album and um and so i was going to release it after south by southwest this year and of course you know everything that went on so i i released uh, a couple of singles and that's all i did and now i'm going to go back in the studio in january but i did stop playing in 2012 and i didn't really uh, i didn't really you know play that much or hardly at all i did some fill-in dates with people and and then, you know, the end of last year, I got the bug and I went on, you know, the local, you know, Chicago uh, TV networks and did a handful of shows and did a uh, a private showcase, you know, for a bunch of friends and family and stuff like that to kick off the release of the CD. And then I never released it because of COVID. Uh, and, 
Because um, I figured, well, I'm not going to release it because I can't get out and do anything to really support it, you know. So, right. So, so I, I know. didn't, you know. I, I don't have the luxury of the 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 beautiful career you've had. You know, no, nobody knows me. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know. Well, so. I mean, that's that's a good. You know, I mean, that's yeah. I'm certainly very lucky. That's for certain. And uh, yeah. Yep. So I'll have to keep my eye out for you then. I'll see what uh, any music pops up yeah. with your name on it. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. I'll well, check it out. I appreciate it, Kim. Thank you so much okay. for your time. All right, so there you go, Kim Simmons from Savoy Brown. I want to thank Kim for being a guest on Guitar Talk with Jimmy Warren. Make sure you're there, you're going to uh, SavoyBrown.com, uh, all the streaming sites, Spotify, Google, Apple, you name it, so that you can get a copy of Ain't Done Yet. It's a great project, and then watch for them guys once things open up and they can get back out on the road. Because they're going to come to your town, I'm sure. And, you know, unless you live in a town that's got 400 people in Oklahoma, you know, then they might, you know, pass, you know, by. <laughs> you know what I mean. So that's Kim Simmons, Savoy Brown. Thanks so much. Hey, just so you you know, uh, in two days, you know, we got our Sunday edition of Guitar Talk. Yeah, we're just piling them in there aren't we? we got a great young band called the black moods i got their lead guitarist and vocalist josh kennedy uh we had a conversation from his home in nashville tennessee man if you're not familiar with the black moods before sunday make sure you go and you check these guys out you know they're a really good band i mean really really good band i mean they're the kind of band that you know down the road you know they're going to be something so uh that's josh kennedy and uh, the black moods he'll be my guest on sunday uh which will be the what the 20 the 20th does it sound right that sounds about right to me yeah December 20th that'll be at 3 p.m central time and once again now you can uh listen to these um or watch them on YouTube on our YouTube channel right now Jimmy Warren official uh YouTube you can go there the guitar talk uh shows are on there uh last week's uh episode or last Wednesday's episode with Diamond Row from Tektra uh the video of that conversation's on there uh this one with Kim Simmons will be on it'll be audio only but then there'll be a video one with Josh Kennedy most of the interviews we're doing going forward are all uh video interviews uh so it's going to be cool so there you go and then also just so you know January 1st we launch our brand new guitar talk official website Man, so many great things going on with that website. Just so you know, you know, we got an artist spotlight page and we got a product spotlight page so that, uh, you know, we can, you know, highlight, you know, some people that you should be paying attention to and some gear that you should be paying attention to. Also, we've got a contest that we're announcing to give somebody an opportunity to win a brand new guitar and be a guest on Guitar Talk with me. That'll be a lot of fun. So a lot of cool things happening. So watch for that on January 1st, the launch of the new Guitar Talk official.com website. 
And always follow me on all the uh, social networks, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Jimmy Warren and Jimmy Warren Radio on Facebook. And subscribe to our newsletter on our website at Jimmy Warren Official and GuitarTalkOfficial.com so that you don't miss anything. We want to thank our guest again, Ken Simmons. And we hope that you'll tune in in a couple of days for our show with Josh Kennedy of the Black Moods. Until then, man, stay safe and uh, break that guitar up and have some fun.